Michelle. Hi. Well, girl, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, but I wanted you told me about some idea uh, recently. You this Michelle sells idea. Do you like the idea? I do. I love the name. Thank you. But you know, it's it's um, explain it to me because I'm assuming it's like a, it's like a television shopping thing. That's exactly what it is. So the idea was going to be on my YouTube channel. To here's the thing. Let me t- even take it back further. Mm-hmm. So I like to use products of small companies, startup companies, natural companies. When I talked about publicly on our podcast, greening my makeup kit mm-hmm. and doing the natural deodorant we talked about, yeah. all these companies wanted to send me products. And I thought, I'll test every last one of these things because I believe in them. And they're smaller companies. They're not like these conglomerates, you know, like Tom's, who's owned by Colgate Palmolive. Oh. Like smaller owned companies that love their product, believe in their product. Um, same thing with smaller makeup companies or hair product, whatever they are. Um, so people know that I do that, so they want to so send you, me a product. You so see, you like a consumer reporter, like when on the Golden Girls, when Rose was the consumer That's reporter. That's exactly what I am. And do you remember she fell asleep with her hand? No, she was falling asleep. She had her hand in a bucket of water <laughs> to see if the watch... Te- was waterproof. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. But that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. Okay. So, But I wanted to do it for, for upstarts, for either queer, LGBT, you know, um, owned businesses, mm-hmm. or smaller that are not mom and, you know, that are that are mom and pop companies. You know, send me your product and tell me, you know, what makes it different, why it's so good. Well, but you w- would you be willing to give a bad review? What if it's not a good product? Well, then we don't talk about that product. Ah. You know, we people are willing to take the risk to send me their product and try and hope that it's a, the people that really believe in their product. Yeah. Believe in it for a reason. They've right. worked for a very long time. You know, I don't have X person to help me start my makeup line or whatever it is. So they learn on their own and they. Right. So but you're not going to give a bad review I would because not. you just wouldn't I'm talk just, about it. I just wouldn't talk about it because yeah. I'm just not a shady person. But yeah. the way that I feel like, you know, if they on my YouTube channel, I probably if they were local, have the person come in and talk about it with me. All right. So let's do a little let's do let me, give me a preview of what it might sound like. What product have you used lately? Now, didn't the, some deodorant people send you something? I've got I had three Send me stuff. Now, the one that I'm using right now that I love, and mm-hmm. I talked about it on the podcast, which is why they wanted to send. I they see. sent more to Lola so she can use it. It's Schmidt's Amazing Natural Deodorant. Uh, delicious flavors. I call them flavors. I know they're scents, but I call them flavors. Uh-huh. And they have the cream that you could put on your fingers this way or the roll-on stick. Not the roll-on, the stick. Right. You know, roll-ons are the ones with the ball. The no, Roland's like in um, Ice Ice Baby says, Roland, uh, 5.0. No, that's Back top down so my hair can blow. Gully's on standby waving just to say hi. Did you stop? No, hell no. <laughs> that's different. Okay, so you talk about so that Schmitz company deodorant. already. And then there was another one called Mother Dirt. And Mother Dirt heard uh, us talking about. Not to about. be confused with Mother Dust. Or Mother Love. Uh-huh. Two different things. Yeah. But Mother Dirt works with the microbiomes in your skin. What did you call it? I called you a microbiome. Uh-huh. Lucky it's micro, not macro, bitch. <laughs> So I've been using their cleanser and their deodorant, yeah. and it's amazing, this Mother Dirt stuff. And it works with the good bacteria in your skin. And where do you get that? At? Just um, MotherDirt.com yeah, or Amazon? On, exactly, MotherDirt.com. Go on their website. All these great products, and you don't know about them until your attention is brought to them. Sure. So I thought, if these are great products and these are great people, and they want the word to get out, and you really believe in the product, and I use the product because I take my word very seriously. Mm-hmm. If I believe in it, because you know I don't, I don't get paid when I put stuff on my Instagram. You know, pe- there are all your favorite people out there, your big celebrities. Yeah, yeah. they get paid so much freaking money. Yeah. to talk about flat tummy tea. Yeah, did you read that thing about Busy Phillips? She said last year her acting wasn't so, didn't pay a lot of bills. Although she does have a new series coming up called The Sackett Sisters, and I'm sure it's going to be a big hit. Mm -hmm. But uh, she said that how she paid bills last year was... For her, through her Instagram account, she was advertising things on her Instagram account. Yeah, and I'm I not mad pe- at that. I'm not either. I wish somebody would call me up so oh, I can advertise. Don't say that. Are you kidding me? What? Because now you're going to be a rotating door of advertisements. People but, will pay you left and right. Really? Why haven't they called me up? But now that they know. Yeah. Because you people probably saying no, no, no. 
probably well, say no, no, no. Well, you know, hey, you know. But, but I'm not mad at it. No. But the point is, a lot of times they don't believe in the product. Oh. They just have a gazillion followers, and they know they'll get an X amount of dollars if they sell X amount of product. See, now that you're talking about it, I'm trying to think of something I bought or used recently that I want to talk about. You love serums. There might be a serum that you love I, to use. I love the serums. Um, I can't remember any of the names. We love, you and I both love Too Faced Lip Injection Extreme. I love that. But you know, I've been talking about that Lemieux a lot and they did send me some. See? Yeah. So that's the thing. The point is you talk about a product um, for a lot of these places that don't know mm-hmm. and the word gets out or specific designers, things like that. Like I like to help new designers. I became obsessed with these two British designers, one called Nookie in Australia, not British, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Australia, Nookie and one called Zhivago. Mm-hmm. They're clothes are amazing and people in america don't really know about nookie and zhivago well i've heard of snooki and i i've seen the movie dr zhivago i mean you would any think, relation you would think that's good enough uh-huh. but it's not <laughs> so on michelle sells i want to highlight products that have been sent to me i've tried them uh-huh. and here i am i'm putting myself on the line to try these things huh. and tell you if i like them like i love anti-aging stuff but for me it can't have chemicals. Right. It's got to be natural. And a lot of people think, well, once you take the chemicals out, it ain't going to work. Right. That's bullshit, people. Uh. There are products out there that I love. Like I love the Pacifica brand. And I love um, Dr. Hauschka and Anne-Marie Borlind. These are all natural skincare products that a lot of people don't know exist. Right, right. So that's what I want to do. I want to help new companies. So you, you're the Rose Nyland of, of podcast. the podcast. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know the episode I'm talking about. I do know the episode Yes, yeah. Actually, no, at one point. Which I've seen 500 Five Five hundred times, because at one point, um, if I was Alaska, Blanche, I could tell you exactly what happened. Yeah, but Alaska knows her too much. Her Golden Girls yes. very well. But I, if I'm not correct, um, Blanche is talking to her and distracts her because she's waiting for a light bulb. No, she's testing these light bulbs, light bulb A and light bulb B. And Let's see which one lasts the longest. And then when she long. goes to sleep, it goes out. Right? No, no, because. Because Blanche is talking to her, it goes out, and she wasn't watching. So she doesn't and know she which know one. Which... Right, that's right. <laughs> and I think doesn't she stick her hand in the f- freezer to um, test the watch to test the watch to see if it? Uh... I think so. Yeah. Now you know, Golden Girls is on Netflix or Hulu. One of those. It's Hulu. It's Hulu. Do you watch the Golden Girls on? Hulu? Yeah, but don't they also they give it on Logo too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, on Hulu, you know, yeah, commercials. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. So um, that's Michelle Sells. So what I'm going to recommend is that people want me to talk about their product or yeah. try their product. Sure. To send the information to RuPaulPodcast at uh-huh. gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And I will check it out. I'll try it. You can't be pissed off that if it doesn't work or I don't like it, and then I'm not going to talk gonna about it. And then they're going to send it to your P.O. box. The once, they, right. once you get their email, they will then send it to your P.O. box. Correct. I see. And that way it'll get to me. We talk about it, and we. Get, I want to do a little Michelle Sell segment. I think that's a brilliant idea. So do I. I want to help these little companies out there, or a product that feels like it needs a little extra advertising. Yeah. Um, and that's the way we. Because do you it. know that's you know with all. And by the way, I'm not getting paid for it. No, you're not getting paid for it. But that is where we are today. You know, there's so much information out there for young people that what they really need is a curator. Yes. So your Rose Nyland Act I, uh-huh. is actually that of a curator. I'm a curator. I'm an oracle. <laughs> I am what you choose to call me. Well, now, I knew you were an oracle because <laughs> because I knew you from when you were a child, when correct. you were a teenager. Correct. So, and everybody knew you were an oracle. I am an oracle. <laughs> of, quite widely known. Yes. I mean. I'm a oracle. <laughs> No, it's great. No, it's your calling. It really is your calling. I love to curate things. And you know, because I'll buy them for you or I'll tell you about them, I always have something to talk about in that in the know, shopping girl, you genre. you know every fragrance. Know. You know, George knows the name of every dog. He knows the name of every flower. I don't know flowers at all. I can go toe-to-toe with him on dogs. Uh-huh. That's like, I was obsessed. There's a book called The, the Bible, The Dog Breed Bible. Oh. I have it in my house. When I was bored years ago, I would just sit there and look and memorize breeds. What's your favorite breed of dog? Well, I go through phases. I'm an avid pit bull rescuer and pit bull lover. Uh-huh. We have a pit bull and we have an Is American that because bull. you're so hood? Hello. Uh-huh. Look at me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I keep a gangster. You you do keep a gangster. I keep a gully. I keep a real. You certainly do. Grimy. Yeah. Um. But I also will always love a Pekingese. I had four at one point. You're kidding. Love four? Pekingese. Yeah. Now that's when I lived in New York City. I had four Pekingese. Wait a minute. Now looking back though, isn't that kind of cruel? Cruel to have. You they got walked four times a day. You can't have. You you can't give four dogs your all your attention. Oh, oh yes. Oh oh yes. I could. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I, I raise your four dogs. I see your four dogs. Okay. And I raise you. <laughs> Ten cats? Yeah. <laughs> I'm also obsessed with Frenchies, French bulldogs. Uh-huh. I love dog de Bordeaux, French mastiffs yeah. with the big Turner and Toot. Yes, yes, Turner yes. and Hooch. Yes. Did I say right? Yeah. Turner and Hooch. Um, jowls. Yeah. I love, I love a big burly dog. Oh. Um, I don't. Listen, I love all breeds of dogs. Yeah. Um, love rescues. I'm all about them. I'm not a fan of the terriers, mm-hmm. except for the pit bull terrier. No, because because they make so much noise. Just the wiry hair. They're they're mm-hmm. lovable too, but they're not like a poodle breed. They're not my favorite breeds. I see. I like um more of the working dog. Because a, a bichon is a bichon poodle, frise. Is that's a poodle breed? Isn't it? It looks like a poodle. They're yeah. people that swear by bichon frise. My dad has a. a a Lhasa Apsa right now or a Shih Tzu, uh-huh. one of them. Yeah. Um, they're in like the same Pekingese family there. Well, are you going to ask me what my favorite um, yes, breed of favorite? dog is? I know what it is. You and do. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. That's how well I know you. All right. Border Collie. A Border Collie. <laughs> I love a Border Collie. Am I right? You certainly are. Smartest breed of dog. It is, isn't yes. it? Yes. I think I can look at some. They'll be walking down the street. I can look at it in, in its eyes and I can see how smart it is. Number one, smartest breed of dog. Wow. Yes, brilliant. Another really smart breed is a Schnauzer. Very, very smart breed of dog. There's so many great dogs out there. There really are. But please, I urge you to rescue. Adopt, don't shop, because Mm -hmm. purebred is just a myth. It's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. These dogs, the ones that are about to get put down, my dog Romeo, my pit, Mm -hmm. American Staffordshire Terrier Pitbull Mix, he was rescued off a death row in his mommy's belly. Mm -hmm. She had nine puppies. They rescued her the day before she was going to be put down. Seven survived. They were all Parvo positive. A lot of dogs don't survive Parvo. Mm-hmm. And he is the smartest dog I have ever owned in my entire life. Wow. How long have you had him? Brilliant. He's four. And we got him when he was just eight weeks old. How many dogs do you have? Two. Two. Bella Bellatrix is 11 years old. She's going to be 12 in December. Mm-hmm. Um, is she going to get a bar mitzvah? Um, a bat, bat mitzvah? If she makes it to 13, she'll uh-huh. get a bark mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's brilliant. Did you make that up? I think I just, just did right now. Oh, a, my. She's going to have a bark mitzvah. God. Will you come? We should start, talk about Michelle Sells. We should start a bark mitzvah company. Let's do it. Oh, my God. That is brilliant. But at 13, it might be kind of late for a dog. Because, oh, because you want to have, uh, have it all, at five? Yeah, they're ornery and shit at 13. Yeah. Like, Bella will go into a laundry room and just to get away from Romeo because he's You're a pain in the ass. Really? No, she's really? like, leave me uh-huh. alone. So what, okay, we're going to go to break, but what what is the perfect age for a bark mitzvah? I think maybe between five and seven. Uh-huh. Because they're out of the puppy annoyance yeah. and they're not into the senior dog, leave me alone. Uh-huh. So between five and seven, even eight, five and eight, bark could, mitzvah could, service. Would you do, could, could you and I start, please, promise me, you and I, we're going to start a bark mitzvah should, should we do it? We're going to pl- plan bark mitzvahs. And we'll have um, the Frosty Paws ice cream. Oh, my God. In a cup. Yeah. And that's what we can have instead of the big cake. Oh my God! And we'll get Tammy Brown to perform. Of of course, yes. nobody better. Better than Tammy Brown. Nobody better. She'll than bring her ukulele. Planet Tammy and I Devin Green. It. Devin Green and Tammy Brown. She's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, All right, so we're going to go to break real quick, and we're going during the break. Let's plan. Flesh this out. Flesh out Is our. Is it flesh out or flush out? I don't know, but yes. I like both of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we'll be right back. Hey, Michelle, Loot Crate, you know what the theme is this month? What? It's uh, for the month of May, it's Guardians. Oh. Which includes uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, Goonies. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other Guardians? Um, uh, Destiny, Star Wars, Fallout 4. Is that a guardian? No, it's not a guardian, but they have it, don't you, they? You, you just know that. That's the only one you know. So <laughs> well, you Loot Crate. That. I mean, if you are in the if you are in the market for great gear, yeah. epic gear, you got to go to LootCrate.com. I love Loot Crate. I, you know, I get Loot Crate for my yeah. They're really into kid. that. Yeah. Yes. Um, you also get stuff for the house. There's like stuff for your phone. She's gotten. She gets the anime, the Loot Crate anime one. Um, there's so many great crates you guys can get, and there's a mega crate prize. One lucky subscriber is also going to win a mega crate featuring a premium format I am Groot figure <laughs> from Sideshow Collectibles that stands over 22 and a half inches tall, oh as God. well as wow. other prizes. Yes, over 45 dollars value in every single crate for less than 20 bucks a month. I'm telling you, as a gift, uh-huh. this is an Loot Crate is an Awesome idea. It is an awesome idea. And if you want to get fancy and get a bigger box and with even bigger loot, you can go to Loot Crate DX. Everybody likes a bigger box. <laughs> Take it from me. 
Make sure to head over to LootCrate.com slash Rue. Enter that code RU to save $3 off on any new subscription today. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong. It's Loot Crate, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you, it's, it's Loot Crate. <laughs> we are back. We've got Annie McDowell coming up in just a few minutes. Supermodel. Yes. Oh, my God. What a career that woman is. She's had. actress. Every, for years, she, you know, she she went from being a model straight into being an actress and has never stopped. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Going from that, from a model to yeah. an actress, it's rarely done seamlessly. Yeah, many have many have tried. Many have tried. Um, mostly unsuccessfully. Few have succeeded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we've got her coming up in a minute. But, you know, we we're just talking about enterprise. That's That's what we've been talking about, you know, Michelle with her Michelle Sells and really helping out entrepreneurs who are up and coming legendary children of the ballroom of the ballroom and of the product scene. Michelle wants to try out uh, products and give her review. She's only going to give good reviews. So if your product doesn't make the cut, she just won't talk about it. So I love that concept. And then you and I just came up with a brilliant idea of a, a bark mitzvah, bark mitzvah company. a company that, that throws bark mitzvahs for Dogs. Uh, dogs. I love it. Listen, I can't believe that we're the first ones to come up with that. that. You know what that means? Mm. We probably aren't. We probably are not. Yeah. I'm sure. And we're probably going to get letters to say, uh, oi, vey, uh, you know, we've that been doing- That was my idea. We've been doing bark mitzvahs over here what for years. What are you talking about? Yeah. Step off. Step off my- bar- What was the name of that uh, photographer that did, and not Maple Farm? Oh, yeah. Wine- uh, That did all the wine runners? wine runners. Yeah. Um, you oh, know what I'm talking about. Yes. And he's got two- Oh, Wim Winders. No. Vim. No, it's got when it's got it's two W's. I see two W's. Okay, and I tell see, me what else do you see? Winders was the last name. Are you sure? I think it's W E N D E R, and I think it's Wim, something like that. I, I don't know, yeah, but Alex will text us. But the, yeah. yeah, at the bottom, at the bottom line, the point is, I feel like I saw him do one because uh-huh. you know he does the hands. I remember. I feel like there was one with a yarmulke and a yeah. tallis. You know Wim what? Wend- You're right, Wim Wenders. Is do it? you say Vim Vendors? No, I thought that. No, I, I maybe I said that. No, but do you say that like you know the movie yeah, the director? German, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. I uh, in 1989, I was subletting an apartment on Sixth Street between. First Avenue and Avenue A. And at the time, Wim Winders, I can't say his Wim name. Wim Winders. Yeah. He lived next door and I could hear the dogs barking. Oh and my God, no way. He lived next door. He had, I think, his, like this whole big building that, that he housed, whatever. All the Weimar runners? Yeah. But, um, they were gorgeous. But I remember seeing like the Jewish one. So I feel like, listen- Bark mitzvah is not that much of a stretch no. of a pun. No, so it had. I'm sure Joan Rivers had a bark mitzvah I'm for her sure dog. I'm sure she has. I'm sure Judge Judy has had them for exactly. her dogs. Exactly. You know, but doesn't mean we can't do our yeah. own. You never had. Did you have a bat mitzvah? I did have a bat mitzvah. What was the highlight? Um, a ice cream. There was a ice build your own ice cream sundae bar from Cookie Puss. I wish it was Cookie Puss. Cookie but Puss was, didn't was not invited to your. It's bat Cookie mitzvah. Puss, Carvel. <laughs> A.B., it's Tom Carvel. Fudgy the whale. the same thing as Cookie Puss. It's just upside down. Put an O's on it. It's Cookie, the Cookie, Fudgy the whale. Wait, so you did not invite... you? Ate I didn't know Tom Carvel, so I didn't invite you him. You didn't no. invite... No. So you had a... Wait, so what was the highlight? You had a, So it was a... Uh, ice cream bar. Ice cream sundae and candy bar. Okay. And, you know, I was a fat kid, so for me it was, like, very exciting. That does sound fabulous. It was amazing. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Now, mind you... My parents gave me a choice. I wanted to have a bat mitzvah so I can sing in front of a congregation. Okay, it was so there was a there was an ulterior motive. There was. I wanted to sing. What did you sing? Because I had just started in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at uh-huh. the temple. Yeah, and uh, I sang. No, you sing the Torah, the Hafta. Oh, okay. You, right. But I wanted to perform, so I did all that. And but uh, wait a minute, how do you sing the Torah and perform it? I mean, it's not a performance. Um, it- Speak for yourself. Okay. All right. So you turned it, the Torah, into like a pop song? You sing. Yeah. So you instead of da, 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 you just do a little vibrato on it and this make it, some... slow it down a little bit. Pizzazz. Yeah, make it beautiful. Yeah. Fuzzy. 
Yeah. So um, that's what I did. And then I had a party because I wanted all my friends to come to my party. And they didn't do Sweet Sixteens where I'm from because everybody was broke ass where uh-huh. I came from. Yeah. So nobody could afford Sweet Sixteens. So that was our big thing. How to much have do you think mitzvah. your mother spent on your bat mitzvah? I don't think too much because really my dad was an average. I mean, because that is the most important part of a bat mitzvah is um, how much she spent. Yeah. And yeah. I remember buying my first stereo with the money that I got. Oh, wow. So I got a record player stereo yeah. that went on top of my dresser. And it yeah. stayed with me for a very, it even had an AMFM on it. What was the first record you bought? And don't lie. The first record I ever remember having, I don't think I bought it, uh-huh. was a song called The Three Little Fishes. Okay. Boom, boom, diddum, daddum, wadum. Okay. Do you remember that? Nope. Boom, boom, diddum, daddum, wadum. Hmm. Nope, nope. Right. I'm a few years older but than you. But I remember, that was an old song, I'm thinking the 50s. Mm. I remember that when I got money and I went to the Route 18 and the Route 1 flea market in New Jersey, the the first records that I bought, now I was young. Wings with a little luck. Oh, I love that. It's 1976. So, so I was born in 68. That's no, but that's called With a Little Love. With though. a little luck, we can make it up. And then Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Luck. It was luck. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, Coward of the County. Oh, Kenny Rogers. That was another one that I bought. Yeah. Um, those two I remember buying when I was young because then enter the Go-Go's. All right. And that's when life changed for me. Yeah. Because then I bought every. Every single... But that came around in 81. Yes, correct. And I was in yeah. middle school. So uh-huh. at that point, I was working for my dad and making a steady paycheck. What was he doing? So he owned a trophy store. I made trophies. Oh. But back then... You, he... So you were snatching trophies from a very um, early age. I snatched them because I made them. Uh-huh. I made sure I had a room full of them. For what? Cheerleading? I was never a fucking cheerleader <laughs> that young. I got so this you vocal could... trophy. Yeah, so you cut out the middleman. You didn't have to do all that pesky work on... No, on I foreign... went right to the source. <laughs> and second... <laughs> In second grade, I won the talent show by singing, I'm a rhinestone cowboy. And I played it on the organ. Oh, my goodness. I had a little tiny organ. Yeah. And I played it and I sang Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Yeah, yeah. So um, music started really young for me that way. And then the Go-Go's changed everything for me. And you know this story into Mm -hmm. making me feel like, oh, I want to be a pop star. Yeah. I told you at one point I was going to be Mickey Lynn. I was going to be a country star. Right. And then I I realized, oh, no, no, no. I want that. Uh What Belinda Carlisle has, Uh that's what I want. So that's when I changed direction and started buying those records. I don't remember anything earlier than being so proud of my Paul McCartney record and my oh, I Kenny love that Rogers I record. I loved Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah. Actually, I loved Paul McCartney. Don't hate me or don't judge me. I loved Paul McCartney and Wings more than I loved the Beatles. I'm not judging you because I was never a Beatles fan. Yeah. But Lola, my 15-year-old, is obsessed with the Beatles Listen, and they, Elvis. It's un- they're, they're brilliant. But you know what? I really love the Beatles songs when someone else does them. You know, when I heard... Um, uh, Bette Midler's version of In My Life, uh-huh. it always brings me to tears because it's sung in a way where you understand what those lyrics mean. You know, because when they do it, they go, there are in my you know, like a bopping thing. Yeah. But when she slows that shit down and she sings what it's really about. <gasps> they were lyrical masters. Oh, my yeah, God. For sure. It brings tears to my eyes. Her, her version is from the movie For the Boys. There's some t- great album, by the way. Yeah. That soundtrack. Yeah. There's some times when Lola will, because she's obsessed with the Beatles, and like I said, Elvis, and she'll be, and Neil Diamond, random. No, that's right on. She'll be playing a Beatles song, and I'll go, who's that? She goes, the you forget how funky and soulful oh, some yeah. of their music oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I didn't even realize that no, was the we, Beatles. No, we all know every song. We know it because, I mean, of course, when I grew up, you know, I, you know, you couldn't escape the songs. No. But I love, I really love the songs when they've been done. Like Tina Turner's, um, uh, uh, what's 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 the song that she does? Wait a minute. Okay, my, I just had a, a senior moment. Is it a Beatles song? She, yes. And it's... Uh, um, okay, you, I, can't I have my you. computer right here. Anyway, talk, talk amongst yourself. Okay, Let me just... so anyway, um, I didn't realize that they had all that soul and they had all that funk. Help. She does help. Help, I need somebody. Help me, help me. She goes, help me if you can. I'm feeling down. She does like that. You know, because they go, help me if, if you, you can, can. I'm feeling down. She slows it down and she and you understand what the song is about. But that's where their magic Really, it really is, is. yeah. Is those lyrics, yeah. And that song when it came out, I know everybody makes fun of Paul McCartney and Wings. People do make fun of that. Do they? 
Yeah, because that's when he went solo and did his thing. Oh, yeah, and was it, like, they're so good. Was it really a hit though? Did was did he have any huge hits? Oh yes, he did. did. He? Was with a little luck a hit? Oh, it was number one. Okay, that's it why I bought one. it because I would only know it from like WABC. Uh, you know, New York. That's when I listened to because FM radio wasn't the shit in the seventies. You know, it was AM radio. AM yeah. radio. It WNBC. was phasing out though because um, rock, uh, uh, classic rock, and all that stuff in the in the late seventies, FM had taken over. Yes, in disco ninety two. But I'm talking about like uh, mid seventies maybe because we would get in the car and my dad would always have WABC and WNBC on, and those are the ones that when I got into radio, I would sit down and write the top ten count. They would loop the top ten, uh-huh. and I would write down what all the songs were. And I remember hearing ad nauseum uh, uh, Roberta Flack. Yes, uh, yes. Killing Me yes, Softly. Yes, over and over and over. And then The Carpenters was a big one, too, on some of those Oh, jumps. I love, love, love The Carpenters. Okay, so I have the all of Paul McCartney's hits right here. Um, he's got... Solo ones. Yeah, well... The, and by the way, the, the song you did with Rihanna is so good. But see, it's solo, but he's in a band. It's Paul McCartney and, and Wings. Wings, right. Yeah. So hits are... Um, Ban on the Run. Oh, that was Paul McCartney. Yes, and and yeah, um, coming up was his punk rock thing. Do you remember coming up? It goes like this. Let me see. Uh, let me see if you can hear. Is this not punk? It was a new wave punk. Yeah, you know, it sounds a little disco-y to me. Uh huh. It's got the horns in there. Yeah, let me get to the chorus. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is disco. This is disco. Okay. I loved this song. Yeah. And then, um, oh my god, uh, didn't even know it was Paul McCartney. Good night tonight. Jet is br- number one. I think that was number one. You know, remember Jet? I don't think so. Yeah, you do. Here, <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, oh, you know what? I thought you were talking about silly love songs. You're saying. Oh, then a silly love song. Yeah, see, that was 76. And the one you're talking with about. With a little luck. With a little luck. is I feel with like a that's a different luck. name. No, I think. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, okay. with a little look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Together. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is no end. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, no, he's really brilliant. brilliant. And of course, Live and Let Die from yep. the Bond theme. That is amazing. It is. And then uh, Junior's Farm was a hit. Do you know so, Junior's so, Farm? No. Is that like Yasker's Farm? Uh, <laughs> you know this intro. See, I grew up, I was a teenager during all this. I was a baby. Yeah. Let me like, get... by the way, with a little luck, was a 45, and so was Coward of the County. Yeah, I know. And then I bought The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels. Band. Oh, I love that song. Yep. That was the number one. Yep. Let me get to the chorus. You know this? No, and oh. the funny thing is... His sound was all over the place. Like he did everything. Well, it was pop. It was pop, and it was it's pop rock. What and year? It uh, it was all throughout the seventies. Seventies. Yeah, I think. So he had a successful solo career. Oh God, yes. And with the band. Oh God, yes. Oh, huge. All throughout the seventies. I think their last thing may have been uh, may have been like nineteen eighty. I think for Jeff. Ebony and Ivory for, for Wings for Wings. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, because then he went on to do solo stuff with Michael and. Yeah. and um, uh, Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory, and yeah. all this stuff. All right, so when we we're gonna take a break now, but when we come back, we are gonna have supermodel and super actress Andy McDowell. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I want to hear all about how she made that transition Heck from. Yeah, and she, you know what? She's still with L'Oreal. She was a L'Oreal girl. She, I think she's been well over thirty years. And she's now she does. I think the preference hair color. She's I been doing think. that for years. Yeah. But, uh, oh, my God. Okay, so we're to take a break. We'll be right back. You know why? McDowell. Because she's worth it. Because she's worth it, yes. Michelle, Talkspace has revolutionized therapy. You know, I've been seeing a therapist for years. Uh, probably, it's, I think it's all going on. I think it's 18 years. Same. 18 years I've been seeing a therapist. Now it's available to everyone. 
How Thanks smart. To tax base. Isn't that gr- brilliant? How smart is this, Rue? Let's be honest. Join over 300,000 users. Obviously, it's smart because they've got over 300,000 users mm-hmm. who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week. So frustrating when you can't get in with your therapist and you're yeah. having a crisis. Yeah. Now you can. You don't have to worry about that because you got Talkspace right there and your therapist is always in your pocket. Or yes, on- or on your computer, wherever. Yeah. It's a brilliant concept. Yes. This is how it works, right? You go to Talkspace.com and don't forget your offer code are you? Or you can download their app. Then you're going to speak with a, a, a therapist there, a representative. Yes. Who's going to say, you know, tell me what you want to get, what's your goal to get out of this? Yeah, therapy. and you do have to be clear with what you want to get out of this. You know, it could be uh, acceptance of love, the ability to give love, uh, any number of things. Any number of things. Yeah. It could be, you know, substance, you know, whatever your issues are. Your mother, are. your father, yep. you know, um, dealing with- Codependency. People. Yes, dating. You might want to be getting back into the dating life. Or, you know, maybe you're going on a job interview and you need to know, uh, you know, your therapist hopefully will know the areas that you could use some nudging in. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. With Talkspace, you don't have to have just a professional you see once a week, but someone that's right at your fingertips to be there for you consistently when you need it and someone you can always talk to. So listen to this. Because you listen to us. 30 bucks off the first month. Go to talkspace.com slash rue, or you can download the Talkspace app on any of your phones, Android, Apple, whatever, or go to the App Store, whatever it is, and use the offer code RU. With Talkspace, you guys, and you've always wanted a therapist and never been able to do it, now you can. Yeah. Because with Talkspace, you're never alone. We've got our special guest, Andy McDowell, is with us. Now, I just, I, I really want to talk about Gaffney, South Carolina. Okay. That's right what on. I want to talk about. Now, um, I used to drive up and down the East Coast, and we'd always go through Gaffney, South Carolina, and they had that big old peach big on the peach, side of yes. the. It looks like a great big ass. It in the really sky. does. It does. It really? Does. talk about this. It looks it like still... a really great big, it looks like a big fanny in the sky. <laughs> it really does. A naked <laughs> fanny. Yes. Butt naked. Now, fanny. when did that yeah. fanny? Now, I first started seeing it in 1978. Was it there when you were there? You know, it was, and I, it was not. It was no. shortly thereafter. I see. It was shortly thereafter. Right. When did you leave there? Were you born and raised in Gaffney? I was born and raised in Gaffney, and I graduated from high school in '76 and went to college for a little briefly in Rock Hill, Winthrop, and then I went to New York. Yeah, so, yeah and so yeah. while in college, some modeling <laughs> person said, "Hey, you kiddo, you there?" Um, <laughs> no, actually, I, I, you know, I went to see my sister. I'm trying to make this short. Yeah, I, went to, oh, I visited yeah. my sister when I was 17. I went to see my sister. First airplane I was ever on. I went to see my sister in Los Angeles, and my um, brother-in-law worked at the fashion mark and I was down there and somebody from Wilhelmina came up to me and said, you need to be a model. And they kind of scared me and I didn't mm-hmm. tell my sister or anything. And then I ended up telling her at the end of the trip and she was like, why didn't you say Did something? they give you a card or anything? Gave me a card. Okay. But anyway, but it planted the seed because I thought, oh, well, maybe I can be a model. That's mm-hmm. what they, this person said. Mm-hmm. So then I started buying magazines, looking at magazines. My sister started sending me articles and mm. I ended up just going to New York. I went to New York and walked into Elite Models, and they said, "When can you move here?" And I what? Yeah, and what? and I said two weeks. Wow. And I went home and told my dad that that's what I was going to do. And he, you would have thought I was going to be a prostitute. Yeah. Or he, did, <laughs> he, he didn't like the idea. Well, but scary. Was, you're his little girl. Yeah, and I, he didn't know what it was. Right. But right. I said, but no, this is what I'm doing. That right. was the first time I ever had, you know. That takes him, no, balls no, though to do what you it, did and it just really does. yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And how long after your mo- you started your modeling career did your father go? Oh my goodness, this is really something. They realized very pretty pretty quickly. I mean that I was something. Did right. you start working right away? You know, you know, it took it took the first few months were tricky. Um, and I was at Studio Fifty Four a lot. Hey, how about that? Hey, uh, no. how about that? But how lucky am I? And during I, the I got pe- to see yeah. all that during yeah, the know? period. It's it's golden era. Yes. Can you imagine what wow. an eye opener that was from yeah. a girl from South, South Daphne, Carolina, South Carolina? And I was full on ready for it. You uh-huh. know, I was just like, God, these are my people. You know? <laughs> this is it. I'm home. I'm home. But um, so after after a brief moment there i was gonna go back i was gonna go back to um to gaffney yes mm. yes because i was just tired and they said no go to paris and and try try see what happens and don't go paris. to gaffney go to paris <laughs> so much better <laughs> paris south carolina no paris <laughs> anyway. france 
I, so I did. And I <clears> stayed there for a year and a half. And I got a great education. I, You know, it really yeah. was. It was for a girl from a small town. I was absorbing everything. I wow. was paying yeah. attention to everything. My eyes were just wide open. Wow. And learning. Because I didn't know, I didn't know who Saleron was. Right, no, right, I didn't know right. Who, I didn't grow up with that kind of money. Sure, like, yeah. You know, we, we didn't wear Saleron. I knew who Calvin Klein was. Right. I did. Yeah. And, it, you know, like. I, I, late seventies, everybody was buying those sure. Calvin Klein jeans. Yeah, remember Calvin yeah. Klein, and I ended up doing the Calvin Klein jean commercial. I remember. Yes, it was a lot of things were like that. It was so it was like I, I grew up watching and dreaming, and then all of a sudden it was happening, and I was working with because you manifest. We talk about that a lot here on yeah. this podcast because it it's bizarre. very important. It's important for people to hear that because I and I'm, we're interested in these stories and people and people's journey because we want to know how we can manifest those kind of things mm-hmm. in our own lives Mm -hmm. and it happened for you you were just a teenager i was young i didn't know it was a whole other world that i was not privileged to to experience firsthand it was only fantasy you know i would look at magazines and i figured out who people were i knew their names i read about them i knew everybody before i got there and then i would meet them it was insane yeah you know and then i knew who like that i watched the Eyes of Laura Mars. Oh, yes. In high yes. school, I watched The Eyes of Laura Mars. Faye yes. Dunaway's great movie. Yes. And then the next thing I know, I'm working with Joey Mills and John Sahag. Wow. And... Uh, these people that were in the um, in, in in the movie, in yeah. the movie, mm-hmm. it was bizarre. Yeah, well, this is if Eyes of Laura Mars is the movie that Faye Dunaway did, right? I believe right after she won the Academy Award for Network, and she was play, paid a million dollars. Wait, John Sahag was I in think- the. The hairdresser? Yeah. Yeah. Was in that as an actor? Yes. It's been so long. I haven't watched it since 1975. And was she the first one to win, not to win, to earn a million dollars? First woman? No, I believe Barbara was probably the first to to earn a million dollars in a movie, but uh, I, I, but... That was big news. That is such a good movie. But I want to ask you now, okay, so from the time that you moved to New York uh, to your first Vogue cover, how long was that how much time was that one of the first the first week i got to paris i was doing i shot a cover for l magazine i know you Mm -hmm. you asked about vogue but Mm -hmm. i shot for l magazine (laughs) the first week and gia yes and um lena kansbongs who you don't you don't remember but i do lena Lena kansbongs was in was in a Revlon ad and I had torn the picture out and it was on my wall when when I was in the 12th grade. And they were there the first week watching me do the picture. It's your vision board. You created it before it was was a thing. Crazy. It was crazy. But I can't remember when I got the first Vogue cover that year. You know, I was there that first year and a half until this one photographer said, you need to go home. And I was like, I'm afraid I won't work. And he said, Go home uh-huh. because what was happening in Paris was they weren't paying me appropriately. They, take, they take a they take a big cut of your yeah. money. You don't know. You're not you're, right. You, you just don't know. So, but so, but you were signed to John Casablanca with Elite in, with mm-hmm. Elite in New York. Now, was it their same agent? Are Correct. You, they had a, an Elite in Paris. I see. Correct. So, but mm-hmm. they, but are they affiliated? They have the yeah, same yeah. name, but are they? Uh, yeah, they're affiliated. They're but then affiliated, how could but, how could your money be wrong if the people in New York are also looking after the? They don't look after. Maybe they don't pay as much (laughs) over there. Well, they don't pay attention. Mm. And I think, you know, they take a 40% cut. You have to pay your, you have to pay taxes. You do. I did. I had my appendix taken out in Paris. No way. But they pay for it because it's. Because it's in every other country but ours. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're paying, you pay the taxes. So I paid taxes. I had to pay taxes there and in the United States. Anyway, I do think they. I don't have any proof of it, but right, I do right. think they manipulate things a little bit. Yeah. And then, so now, okay, so I want to talk about L'Oreal because do you hold the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records for the longest spokesperson for a, a beauty contract? I believe that is what I have been told. Really? Right. Yes, I have. I have 30 years, and I think that I don't think anybody has surpassed I don't think so. It's her preference, years. Ruth. It's her preference. <laughs> She's worth it. Yes, yes. she is. Um, th- 30 years. When did you... It was 82 when you signed with them? Um, oh, my goodness. You know... It feels I, like 82. Maybe it was later. No, I'm just calculating in my head. No. I think it's... I think it was 85... 
Huh. So, because that, I mean, we're talking about 30 years. Yeah. This is 16, correct? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. It You're like us. Like, yeah, right. No. Uh, it seems like uh, earlier, though. 15. I thought you were there earlier than I, that. I, I, I did an ad for them. I did an ad for them, but at somebody else, I'm not going to say the name of the company. Uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. It's not us. Yeah. Yeah. But um, somebody else had used me, and I think they they thought, well, okay, I guess if we really want her, we better sign her. Sign her up. So Wikipedia says 86. 86. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. 86, which mm-hmm. would be correct for 30 yeah, years. 30 years. Now, yeah. Yeah. You, are any of the people still there that you, <laughs> you've you known for 30 years? Are you like the... <laughs> that the, is the odd experience. Is I am like the old one there, and I see everybody changing. Yeah. So and all the kids that are in charge now, right. they're just you know the babies that yeah. are there, and yeah. I've seen the business change a lot. Yeah, just sure how, you have. You know how the whole business has changed. Everything you, you mean changed. The, the, it is constantly evolving and shifting. The modeling um, business or the beauty business at L'Oreal, like both, that kind of both thing. Both yeah. of them, but both of them, yeah. all of them. Because think about this also. I I was one of the first very successful uh, models mm-hmm. who also became a successful actress. Yes. It, very it, uh, very difficult crossover. Yes, if is. not one of the most, if not the most <laughs> yeah. successful because in one. The, yeah, the old days they used to um, shun models yeah. that would right. try. They would. Right. It was almost you. You almost felt terrified to even make the effort because mm-hmm. you already felt you were going to fail. Because it was always a joke socially. It was a mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. They would make fun of you. They did not. It was not a, a lot of love and support in right. that right. area. Right. And then also, if you did, if you, it was harder once you became an actress, it was hard to have that title as model actress. Right. And mm-hmm. I still have that phobia inside of me because people would, would put it, hold it against me. But now it is the most popular thing in the world right. to be. Mm-hmm. And every actress is a model. Yes. Right? Yes. So they get all the it's covers. Ta- it's changed completely. Yes. Every, yes. and every actress wants to be a spokesperson. It's like the greatest thing you can achieve. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, I kind of saw, I went through that whole thing. So now you can call me a model all you want. And I'm just really seriously happy, especially because I'm old too. Older. 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 Not a baby. Now, before you started uh, um, acting, did you study in New York before you you made the leap? Uh, Or did you study after you got the job? I studied and I still study. I studied and I still study. It's an ongoing process. What did you learn about yourself in the process of studying? And what are you still learning about yourself in the process of studying acting? You know, it's always about the role. If you can get a role that's really, that you can show people something that surprises them. And that's really hard because they do have this tendency. If you prove something in one area, they will recast you in that one area over and over again. And it's hard to break out of a certain very particular pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did Sex, Lies, and Videotape, it was a huge paradigm for me because previous Mm -hmm. to that, people just, they were very unsure about my abilities, who I was. And so then I did that and it's like the whole world opens up. Such a great movie. It's such a great movie. Now I'm just hoping that that same paradigm can happen again because it's so hard to get... You get you can get in a box and not get out of it. And I think it can because yeah. I got to tell you, I saw you in Magic Mike <laughs> Double XL or whatever it I is. I know small scene. And I got to tell you, there's there was a different <laughs> Annie McDowell in there. Was Thank a certain you. comfortability and Thank there was you. a certain ease. Did you rec- did you recognize that? I you know I think I, I really had a good time in that particular role. It's such a small role and everybody and I, not everybody but a lot of people really rewarded me yeah. because of it. I got a lot of very positive uh, attention. So but I'm can just you, hoping you I can keep... Of course you can. Yeah. You've done it all that way. Of course you can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not, it was, yeah. I've seen you in everything. And I think it's, it's hard very to get different. and do something different. And you really have to. You have to shake it up and surprise people. I agree. Now, tell yeah. me this. Now, I don't know if this, this has been 30, another 30 something years, but I don't know if this is a sore spot for you. But where were you? Did you find out they had replaced your voice in Greystoke at the premiere? Or did someone call you and say, you know, it was really shitty. Yeah. I went over, I was in England by myself, and my, even my representatives did not know it Ooh. when I found out. So I found out by myself. And it was sort of, it was like the wheels were turning in my head. Everything went through, it was hitting me at once, and all the thoughts were flying through my head as to 
what the hell I was going to do. And mm-hmm. I, you know, for two seconds, I thought I felt like jumping out of a building. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's probably not a really good idea. No. And then I, I could see the future and I knew what the reaction was going to be. I knew what I was publicly, what I was going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that is what I had to, where I had to create a lot of guts and courage yeah. because I knew what was going to happen. I wasn't stupid. And then um, I just had to deal with it. I had to deal mm. with it. And th- that's, and then I came back and started going to class. I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, you know, I was young. I was really young. Yeah, yeah. your first role. <clears throat> my first role. And, and they got uh, jo- um, Glenn Close to redo your vocals, yes. your dialogue, because of your Southern accent. Correct. And were you? did you go and see the movie? How did you find out? No, I went over to do some looping. And uh-huh. they told me. I see. And we went in to try to re-loop it, but I knew it was a lost clause. Mm. I knew that the, whoever the powers were, they had made ultimately made this decision and it was a lost cause. Mm-hmm. And I had so much pain. You know how you walk around with that kind of immense pain in mm-hmm. your throat? There was no way I could possibly have done it anyway. Mm. I mean, you can't make you can't shift that quickly mm-hmm. to to save yourself. But what I did have was the ability to see the longevity of possibility Mm -hmm. because I had to make a decision. I thought to myself, it was really all about, and I still don't have grand grandkids, but Mm -hmm. honestly, as a 23 year old, that's what I thought of my legacy of my grandkids. I thought of my legacy. I thought I do not want to be an embarrassment uh, for my legacy to be, Oh, she did this one movie and you know, that's it. Yeah. So I, that was basically my determination. It was not to save my soul to pub- publicly, my public face. Right. It was more to save my soul for my private face. Right. That meant more to me than what the public thought of me. And what was your next role after that? How And how much time? It took that a was while. very wise, too, at 23. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah. It, uh, you know, it was really what my core of what really mattered to me. Southern that's girl. what mattered to me. Yeah. So it took, I got a St. Amos Fire. Thank oh God he goodness. gave me Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Gave me that. And it saved my soul. Wow. Because honestly, at that point, even though I was in class, I still doubted myself. Yeah. I thought maybe I'm not good. Hmm. And so that helped me in just move forward. But it wasn't really until get, I got sex lies and videotape that I actually thought to myself, yeah, you're you're good. Wow. You can do this. You're going to really? be Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I did when I did sex lies and videotape, I really felt good about myself. And it was a huge success and a huge turnaround for you. Because after that, I mean, because after that. But wait a minute. When was Groundhog's Day? That was before uh, afterwards, that. Afterwards, no. It was sex after? Sex lies changed everything. It changed everything. I couldn't get people to open a door for me. The doors were shut and I was a laughing stock. And Santa was fire helped, Mm -hmm. but it didn't change. It wasn't the change. Mm -hmm. I didn't do, it wasn't a real character that, you know, made people laugh, made people feel something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that. And when I did Sex, Lies and Videotape, I, you know, I tried to keep, just keep my makeup off. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I was actually pregnant, but nobody knew it. Mm -hmm. I was a little round and I thought, this is good. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to look like a person. I don't want to look like a model. I just want to look like somebody people relate to. I want people to feel I understand. I see that every day, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. But you know, you got to see where I was coming from. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. As an actor, sure. Yes. And, and I think that's really, that was the thing that saved me is I didn't go do a James Bond girl. I did something that touched people's hearts and souls and made people laugh and cry. And as a classic. And then, and then, all the other stuff. Yes. And, and I did make people laugh. So that was the best part. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, Andy McDowell, you are such a great inspiration <laughs> to so talking many people. You're talking just about me. Thank you so That's much. That's what it's about, <laughs> darling. We know each other. <laughs> yeah. Thank no, you. It's No, that your story is so inspiring because it's stick withedness. It's, mm-hmm. you know, someone who, who, un, who listens to their, their, intuition and their instinct yes. and that will lead you and help navigate this life. Right. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. So there's so many people, young people who listen to this podcast who need to hear that. Yes. And you are a shining example. Thank, Thank you, you so much Thank you. for joining us what on a joy. our show. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Michelle, I want to talk about Loot Crate because it's such a great program. It's a subscription service where you get all this epic gear once a month 
for really <laughs> such a small amount of it's money. Less than 20 bucks a month. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And for the month of May, the theme is Guardians. Guardians of every kind. Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the, the Goonies. Guardians, guardians of, of the Goonies. Guardians, just Guardians, Guardians, what about Guardians. Paul, guardians. Blart, Paul Blart Mall Cop. He was a Guardian. <laughs> I don't know if they have him, but... Star I mean, Wars, Destiny, Goonies, like you said. Sure. No, it's everything, all the great stuff that you want sent to your house once a month for just pennies, and honestly. I have to tell you, you guys, it's the best if you're going to gift somebody with a subscription. Yeah. Of course, you get it for yourself, too. My house is filled with gamers. My husband and my daughter and Lily, of course, you guys know, she cosplays. She's really into anime, so she gets the Loot Crate anime. There's things you can choose from. If you want to get fancy, get a bigger box with even bigger loot with Loot Crate DX. They have ones for your pets. Like, they have literally... They have them for pets. They have them for your So animals. your pet can get a crate, a, a crate yeah. once a month yeah. with cute little stuff that... Uh, your pet has never played with before. Right. So they have licensed gear. There's apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items. Like um, they had like an, an Enterprise. They had a Futurama thing one time. Super, super fun. And you said they have the Groot thing. What's it called? I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Groot is from what what, what Guardians of the Galaxy. Why oh. are you not commenting on my great voiceover work? That's really good. I am Groot. I don't understand why they didn't hire you to do the voiceover um, for that. Do you hear that, agents? Thank you. <laughs> also, you guys, there's a Mega Crate prize. One lucky subscriber of ours will also win a mega crate featuring a premium for not just in general. Okay. You guys, there's also a mega crate prize. One lucky subscriber, lucky bastard, will also win a mega crate featuring a premium format Groot figure with a sideshow collectibles that stands over, are you ready, 22 and a half inches tall. Oh my goodness. Where are you going to put your Groot if you win? Well, I'm not going to tell you. I am Groot. <laughs> As well as many other prizes, you guys. Over $45 of value in every crate for less than 20 bucks a month. Get it for yourself and be greedy, because that's the way we roll. Sure. Or get it for a gift. It's the best gift in the world. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com slash rue. Enter the code RU to save three bucks off any new subscription today. It's lootcrate, L-O-O-T-C-R-A-T-E dot com slash RU. Offer code rue. We've got our special guest, Joan Smalls, Woo! is here Joan Smalls, Hello. wow, in the flesh. Now, people aren't used to hearing you speak. Well, it's a, <laughs> no, oh, wow. Well, no, it's, it's true. No, it's true. No, no. no, no it's true. No, we, we, no, everyone no, has is. seen your photograph, you know, around the world. You're one of the top girls in the business for years and years and years. But weren't you the host of, of one of the MTV shows? Yes. Which one? Um, House... House of Style. House of Style. Yeah, the the re yeah no yes, House of Style. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they remade it, yeah. I was with Carly. And so, and what was that for you? What was that like? Um, it was interesting because one, I get to work with a friend, and then two, I get to show people my world, like the behind the scenes, and you know, talk to people that I always see at a job. But right, you know, it was more personable rather than. Like super fashion. Yeah. Because you got obviously the old house of style. And I didn't see the new one, but you know, they would interview people in the fashion business mm -hmm. and they would go inside and, you know, take people behind the scenes. Is that what that one was? Yes. So, and what, did, what was your first exposure to high fashion? I mean, really high fashion, which wow. is what you're Because you grew of. up in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Which is completely different. Um, I would say my first exposure to high fashion, Paris. I don't think really, any you other. You went straight from Puerto Rico. No, to Paris? no, I went to New York, but I'm just saying where it. I just understood the concept of high fashion. Like mm -hmm. New York is great. Um, I just feel it could be commercial and more, you know, mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, but like Europe was high fashion, and it was a harder industry for me to crack. Yeah. You know, given because I'm, you know black spanish and just a woman of diverse. color darling yeah 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 it was harder to crack even after all these years what's your theory on that why do you think it's still after all so many years such a hard market to crack for a brown skin girl i wish i had that answer or if it was that simple um but it just it's different variables sometimes it's the you know the people behind the scenes that i don't I, to be honest i there's, there's not a correct answer because right. regardless of the answer that you give it's an excuse and a cop-out right mm. so you know we can sit here and try to explain and pick their brain of why it is because they're gonna say one aesthetics right or you know this is my fantasy but then you think well is your fantasy just all white yeah mm -hmm. you know like 
Then you I, question the person. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then it just comes into play, style, and your reality. And it's like my reality. I walk outside my door. I see people from different colors, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different groups, different, you know? So it's like, that's the world I want to see reflected on a runway and in the pages of magazines so that people can like feel inspired to to become something more than just what they're accustomed of always seeing. Sure, you know? yeah. yeah. Now, in your business, though, how much does sort of campaigning and being a diplomat have to do with getting the good jobs? I know you're friends with uh, Olivier Russell. <laughs> how do you say it? Olivier. How do you say his last name? Rusty. Ro- Ooh, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're not the only one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, He's the, of course, we're the a good cre- company. Creative yeah. director of Balmont. Uh huh. I said it right. Balmont. Balmont. And um, you're you're good friends with him, so you walk in his shows. How much is is networking and 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 being a diplomat a part of getting those jobs? Mm-hmm. It goes hand in hand because. Like you said, a lot of people don't know me or haven't heard me speak because all you see is the image. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, I'm making relationship with these people mm-hmm. from like editors to stylists and they know my personality. So sure. they're more willing to root for me or to want to go on a job with me. That's for three days because they know that, you know, they're going to have fun and we're going to get along. Yeah. So a lot of your personality has to do of how far you go in this industry. Now, you've been one of the top five girls for many, many years. What do you attribute your meteor meteoric rise? Did I say right. that right? That's yes. correct. Okay, good. How, what do you attribute that? Um... I don't know, a blessing, a drive, inspiration, like just having my family as like the biggest cheerleaders and wanting to prove them that, you know, leaving Puerto Rico was a smart decision. And like, it doesn't become about your own success at one point, you know, like you do things because you want to be the greatest, but at the same time, you know, you have a culture behind you, like Puerto Ricans rooting for you, your Mm -hmm. family rooting Mm -hmm. for you. So Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to prove it to everybody but yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you have a social responsibility in a weird way. Um, so a lot is a drive and a lot is um, I'm hard headed. And when people tell me no, it like pisses me off. I can we curse. Is that you yeah. sure can. It's a <laughs> so, podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. yeah. Um, so it pisses me off when I hear the word no, because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show you that you do not hold a control or a say in my journey, in uh-huh. my life. You know, like I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to do and it's like that fire inside of me yeah when you were in Puerto Rico did you always want to model was modeling no hell no never I mean I love animals and I grew up with animals so I would always take care of them and I wanted to be a veterinarian and I'm like ooh you gotta put them to sleep ooh I don't know if I can do that and then I saw a lot of my little pets and animals die and I was getting way too attached I was like yeah maybe this is not the road and then um, I went to college my mother's a social worker, so I was like, I want to do something a little bit like a like a step up. So um, I finished college in two years, and I studied psychology, mm. and I graduated magna cum laude. Wow, which is like high honors. Yes, yes, yeah. And how did you get discovered? Um, it wasn't a discovery. Like it didn't come to me easy. It's not like I was walking in McDonald's and an agent was like, "You mm-hmm. should be a model. We're gonna fly you out." It was more of a struggle and more of a. Hmm you know pounding the pavement yeah so like i did a modeling competition in puerto rico and of course i lost because they never see this type like i didn't fit in Mm. and then one of the agents remembered me and i would send polaroid pictures to like la miami new york seeing who would like you know bite back Mm. and i'd put my measurement and where i'm from and people like oh yeah we're interested but if you're in the area let us know like they were never like because you being in puerto rico turned them off no, that shouldn't have been a reason because I yeah. know so many girls like in Texas or wherever, yeah. what part of the States and they fly them out. Like nobody was willing to take that risk with me. Interesting. So then when I was going to go to college, I saw this agent again and he's like, um, I had crooked teeth. Uh. And he's like, Joan, you need to fix your teeth. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I see so many models with crooked teeth. Why I got to change my teeth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Joan, because you are black and that's already one strike against you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so mm-hmm. no. And I love that because he was very straightforward mm-hmm. with me and he didn't beat around the bushes. He's like, you have to be twice as perfect mm-hmm. if you wow. want to compete just as much. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my ass home, put Invisalign, mm-hmm. went to college, did it in two years. I'm like, I want out. And my dad and my mom gave me my blessings. They're like, 
you know, go do it. Like, believe in yourself. Wow. And they're like, you know, if Giselle can do it, if Naomi can do it, then what mm-hmm. makes you think you can't do it? They're I was right. like, that is right. Yes. So then- <laughs> yes. Now, you've already achieved so much. I mean, you've got the, the you know, the uh, endorsements, the contracts, the runway, the mm-hmm. whole thing. What do you think your legacy will be? Or have you even decided what your legacy will be? I don't know. No, I haven't thought about... Like, I don't, like... um. What's it called when you think about something and you you keep yeah thinking. you manifest uh, your yeah your... no and or like people keep on like dwelling on what they did right like I think part of me is always like what else can I do more mm-hmm. and I'm not thinking that far of like a legacy but I know I just want to make my mark yeah you know right and well, people it... can interpret it however they want will your mark be in the modeling industry because you're already I mean we overuse the word supermodel but you mm. are you are definitely the definition of a supermodel there's no doubt about that Thank you. but um and you obviously you know you will be remembered because you are so you're you're huge but what do, would you want to do do you want to go into acting yes you definitely. do are you studying mm-hmm. I've been for a in while. New York uh yeah wow. but I don't like talking about it because I just like things showing for themselves sure. rather than you know, speaking what your dreams are and, yes. you know, let it. Well, through the process of, of studying, you find out so much about yourself that mm-hmm. you didn't know. You know, I, I realized early on that uh, I had shut down so much of my emotional life mm-hmm. to get through life mm-hmm. that when it came time to say, okay, now we want you to show your emotional life, mm-hmm. I was blocked. Have you found that? In, no. It, I'm, it comes I'm right a, out. Yeah, because I'm a Cancerian and I'm very emotional and in touch with my feelings or with other people. Mm-hmm. So like I pick up on energies or like I could think about something and it makes me super, emo- like it's just easy to connect and I've I live through other people's lives mm-hmm. and I learn from their mistakes or their lives. So like even seeing people hurt, that affects me. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was little, I used to watch, um, you know, the infomercials when it's like feed the children oh, and they yes. would always show the child, Oh yes. you know, and I was younger than a teenager and I remember crying and bawling and like thinking to myself like god why is it that people are suffering yeah. and why can't i do something and i would just start like crying i'm like oh my i'm like i'm, I'm i didn't even think about it at that time but i'm like i'm a child why am i mm. you know feeling this way so early on so yeah the only thing i learned how to block i would say is in my personal life i don't like crying in front of people mm-hmm. that i know because i feel it's like I'm making myself vulnerable mm-hmm. and you always put up like a wall trying to, you know, be that strong, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. persona. But, yeah, no, I, I could get in touch with them. You know, when you walk down the runway and if anyone who hasn't seen or walked down the runway, you should go on, on uh, YouTube and mm-hmm. look up a, a Beaumont show or any show. She's in all of them. Uh, uh, what are you thinking about? What is what? It's such a fierce look in your eyes. What is it that you're thinking about? Um. Ooh, what was I thinking about right now when I did it? <laughs> um, I think it's about projection too, you know, because you could walk simple, slow, fast, but it's just the intention and the intent that you want to. I guess the one thing I'm thinking of is like everybody make sure you're looking at me when that's right. my moment. Right. Like you try to draw people's like energy as yeah. you walk and just like concentrate and try to, even though you're not looking at anyone, but they need to feel your presence and your aura. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're wearing a dress, you don't want the dress to overpower you. You should overpower the dress yeah. and you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let the dress wear you. And yeah. I think it's so important, you know, to, to be confident in your character. Who taught you how to walk? Like, you know, they said, you know, Jay Alexander yeah. used to do a lot of the girls who taught you how to walk. I mean, my dad tried. <laughs> you mean the runway walk? Yeah, yeah, sort of. But my dad always thinks he knows how to do everything. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, yeah, but then I guess it came natural because being Puerto Rican, you you know how to dance at a young sure. age. So your coordination is good. Um, but the one thing I did learn in my career was not to be as commercial when I walked. Because uh-huh. I look too commercial. So when I do high fashion, I make sure I look more like a boy. And I tone uh-huh. it down and I walk with my head down. Like you if I'm going to beat someone up. You do. That's it's what, intentional. That's that intention I was talking about. There's an intense fierceness that's almost like you're not mad. It's it has. There's an intention behind it that is... I'm going to go get them right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get something Uh right now. (laughs) 
You don't know what it is, but I'm going to get it. I love it. I love that. I love that. Now, I saw a story. I probably was in Vogue magazine about it was your whole family in uh-huh. there. Was yeah. it Vogue magazine? Yeah. American Vogue. Yeah. And uh, uh, beautiful. They're all so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm really blessed. They, you really are blessed. How many siblings? Two sisters. Wow. Are they all as stunning as you? They are. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there are other. Uh, now, the girl, uh, I don't know how her name starts with an L. Oh, I think she's Brazilian. Oh, they're telling us to wrap it up. Okay. Um, uh, I've got so many questions for you. I and know. We can wants, go on, on and on. I and know. On. Everybody wants to know about your life. Now, obviously, you, you live in New York, mm-hmm. but do you also live in Europe? No. No, you just go over there to a do lot. shows and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And photo shoots. How long do you think you're going to do this job? Ooh, I don't know. As long as... Are you burned out yet? Or do you still know. love you love it? Mm-hmm. I'm still so inspired by the people I work with and friends. That's and beautiful. they like give you life and they want to create more. Um, and I think like modeling, you're supposed to use it as a platform to yeah. find yourself and what else is it that you want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, you've got the world ahead of you. I just think you, you are just such an exciting personality. Beyond the modeling, there's something, there's a fire in you that um, I think whatever you want to do in this world, you'll be able to do it. Thank oh, that's you. For I sure. really, really appreciate it. That means a lot. Well, thank you so much, Joan Smalls. Oh, thank you. We'll see you out there. We'll see you out there on the big screen all over the world. Oh, thank you. From your lips to God's ears. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Amen.